a fateful turn to the right. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost My work life changed forever on March 1st, 1971, at 2.07 in the afternoon. I recall the date because it was my brother's 36th birthday. I remember the time because of a clock in the store window where it happened. I was 25 at the time, sharing an apartment in Manhattan with a roommate, and I had just been fired from my job the week before. I had spent six months writing ads for a company that owned department stores in New York City. My job required a straightforward, non-creative type of writing that I just hated. Then newspaper ads had headlines like, washing machine sale, and hair dryers, $29, and I had to write those ads. There was so much potential for creating interesting, compelling ads, but they didn't want that. I felt like my hands were tied behind my back. I tried to sneak in some clever phrases, but even those were removed from the final ad copy by my boss, One day, the advertising manager called me into his office and asked me to have a seat. I sat down on a gray metal chair opposite his matching gray desk and felt certain that I was about to be fired. He was around 10 years older than me, tall and overweight with black framed glasses that matched the color of his impeccably combed hair. He was conservatively dressed in a blue suit, and his gray tie was held in place with a small silver tie clip. He rested his folded hands on his neat, perfectly ordered desk, looked up at me, and asked, Mort, how is it going? Okay, I responded nervously. My hands clenched the sides of my chair. There have been some complaints about the kind of ads that you've been submitting for your assignments. You know, we're not trying to be creative around here. In my experience, that's not what sells vacuum cleaners. We just need to give people simple product facts, the item name, the price, and a short description of its features. Do you think you can do that, he asked? I'll try my best, I said hoping he would believe me. I couldn't afford to be unemployed. We don't want best, he responded curtly. We only need ordinary. I nodded and left his office, thinking that I had successfully dodged a bullet. Two weeks later, I came back from lunch to find an interesting assignment on my desk. I had to create an ad for a new product called a trash compactor that they wanted to demonstrate in the stores. I was especially disheartened with the work at that time, and I gave them a headline that proved to be my undoing. On May 27th, we're going to do tricks with trash. 
Two hours after submitting my copy, the advertising manager came over to my desk and motioned for me to follow him back to his office. We've decided to terminate your employment with our company, he said coldly. This will be effective immediately. I think you know the reason why. Any questions, he asked. No, I said, and walked out of his office. I cleared out my desk, said goodbye to some co-workers, and left the building. I headed home, feeling numb and in shock at this sudden turn of events. I was glad to be out of there, but the job paid well, and I now had no income. I also had very little savings. I urgently needed to find another job and felt very, very scared. A week after getting fired, I was walking home along Broadway at 27th Street in the Jewelry District, past the store, and just happened to turn to the right. I saw something in that store window that caught my eye, and I went over for a closer look. It was the name Barbara, crudely spelled out in a silver wire, and it was attached to a neck chain. I knelt down close to the window and studied the necklace for a long time. I wanted to understand how the wire was shaped into letters. As I looked it over, a feeling of excitement surged up inside me. I can do this, I said to myself, and wanted to try. Kneeling by that window, I recalled the Yiddish expression, Goldene Hans, meaning golden hands, that my relatives used to describe my father's wonderful ability to fix or build anything. Here was an opportunity to work with my hands, just like my father did his whole life. That very next morning, I went to the Ace Hardware store on 23rd Street, where I lived, and bought the three things that I would need. A roll of soft, 18-gauge aluminum wire, a pair of needle-nose pliers, and some wire cutters. I went home and spent that entire afternoon working with the pliers and the wire to shape and form letters of the alphabet. I practiced every day over the next week and quickly improved my skill at bending letters to form names. By the following Monday, I felt ready for the next step. I went back to the jewelry district, bought a gross of silver-plated chains and a large black velvet board that was common to store jewelry displays. On the way home, I stopped at an art store and picked up a tall wooden easel. I spent all day Tuesday working with the wire and created six name necklaces that I carefully pinned to the velvet board. I created a pretty white sign for the top of my display that said, Your name on a handmade necklace, $2, in carefully inked dark blue lettering. When Wednesday came, I packed up my tools, supplies, easel, and display, and caught a train to Central Park in Manhattan. I set up my display under some trees to the right of the main park entrance 
and started making a name necklace that said Cookie. I thought it would be a cute name to show people. That's amazing, said a white-haired woman in a brown coat who stopped by my display. You're a magician, she exclaimed as she watched me bend the wire. Soon, a small crowd gathered around to watch me work. I felt like the star of my own show and loved every minute of it. Best of all, over the course of about an hour, at a time when a dollar fifty was considered a good hourly wage, I made twenty dollars. My cost per necklace was just eleven cents. This was the start of a handmade jewelry business that was to become my livelihood for over 10 years. Street vending, fairs, and craft shows brought me an enormous income, and I never again needed to take a job. Making jewelry gave me the confidence to work for myself, do my own thing, and to start other profitable businesses as well. I think that my life would be very different today if I had not made a turn to the right as I walked along that sidewalk all those many years ago. That fateful turn of my head changed the entire course of my life.